not sleeping on me, huh? Had a good snooze. Welcome to episode 20 of the Privy Podcast. My name is Walt. I got my dog Gary and our special guest. This podcast is about real people. Real passion. Real perspective. Just like that, man. Um, I'm glad you're here for this new episode. We're excited to be back. Um, it's been a little while uh, with us recording, you know, because we had some stuff stockpiled. But how you doing, Gary? Man, I've been feeling good. Like you said, man, I'm just glad to be back in front of this mic. I've been I've been fiending the mic, man. I really have been feeling like just letting some words out. I've been having stuff build up inside of me. So there's gonna be a lot of a lot of passion in this episode. I'm mean, for warning, warning alert. Passion's coming out this episode, man. And um it, I've been good, bro. I've been good overall, man. What, what, what about you, man? What's what's really been the day-to-day grind looking like for you lately? You know, it's been the same old, same old in essence of everything I just said, but uh, hopefully we're about to shake things up a little bit pretty soon here. You know what I'm saying? Nah, we will for sure. And that's, that's something I wanted to talk about too, man. It's just all the momentum that's been coming around and all the positive energy, man. It's starting to really reciprocate itself uh, through through all of my relationships and the people around me. You know, for instance, I went to a family barbecue yesterday and, you know, family and friends, lifelong friends, all that stuff. And I had like four or five people separately, individually, all bring up the campaign and bring up, you know, just, just what I was doing as an individual. They all said they took notice of it. And they all just gave me love and they were just like hey bro we love what you're doing keep doing what you're doing and it kind of it just be catching me off guard man because i don't even be bringing it up to the family like when i'm with family <laughs> i'm with family like that's just we just living life regularly like i don't really got to tell them too much they know the deal um but they all brought it up to me and just really gave me that genuine love and i was just like damn man this is why i do it yeah you know what i'm saying like this is exactly why i do it and for us lately, man, it's been a lot of action over talking. Like, there's only so much talking you could do about it before it's time to just just do it, just do action, man. So I feel like now we at the point where we're we're jogging over walking. You know what I'm saying? We was we was crawling, we was walking. Now we trying to get the jog on, man. So it's just been a lot of progression in a real practical sense, in a real practical way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, almost 1,300 followers on Instagram. Like we had what almost Steady 800 growth. page views this week, something like that. So. All that in mind, like, what's your perspective on, like, Destiny and its connection to what you're doing with the campaign? Like, think about the past year or the past year and a half, like, and communicate Mm -hmm. that with Destiny in mind for the the people that's listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the... It's the burning desire inside, bro, that, that, like, it pulls me to my destiny. Like, I've gotten to the point where... I'm not letting so too many things come up as an excuse for me not to do what I want to do, mm. um, and, it, and it's leading me down this path of just great things happening and, and all the thing, all the stars are lining up the way they're supposed to um, for things to, to work, man. Because when you really are, are passionate about something, like you're gonna try a million different ways, and one of them is gonna it's gonna work. I promise you that. As long as you have that faith and that persistence, so. For me, it's just been a steady flow of doing something that I love. Like, it's just being me. And that's one thing that, the, you know, one of my, my homies, shout out to JD, he brought that up yesterday. He was like, bro, like, you know why people 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 mess with you and they're they going to follow you, bro? He was like, because you're not doing it for the follows. He was like, you're doing it because it's just you. And I was like, bro, I'm so glad you recognize that. I'm so glad you appreciate that because that's exactly what I'm doing it for because it's just me and it feels right. Like, I don't make these videos to see how many likes I can get on it and be like, oh, how many views can I get on the video? No, I just want some people to connect with it and hopefully somebody can relate to what I'm saying. Um, so for me, it's just following that passion and that burning desire is just kind of leading me down this path of of, uh, of destiny, bro, leading me to where I'm supposed to be. I got to believe it, bro. Yeah, and I mean, that's you saying all that really reminds me a lot of stuff and it puts a lot of stuff in perspective because um, 
I feel like it's important to speak from that place of like deep thought and passion. You know what I'm saying? Like we when we meet, yeah. we do our thing. We or when we're in the group chat, we do our thing. But when I sit here and I can hear you speak on it like that, it, it's something different. You know what I'm saying? Like it moves the team and it moves it. my mind in a different way. Because just thinking about that's the right. stuff I seen this week, like, and I keep mentioning this because it's been something that's reoccurring for me, and that's Will Smith. He joined Instagram, so he like does this motivational yeah, speaking he's been thing. Changing again or and and secretly, yeah. secretly, it's really just him being a, a dad that likes to lecture. That's what it is. Like these are hundred yeah, percent like no, dad no, lectures. You know that's what I'm Jayden. saying? Like this is some your dad. That's Jayden, you know. Yeah, it's some your dad will catch you walking outside about to go to a party. He be like, hey, let me talk to you right quick and just run a whole lecture. That's the type of way Will Smith be on chat. this shit. So this this man was yeah, talking re- recently about uh, achieving dreams and persistence. Like I, I can't remember verbatim, and I wish I would have watched it before. But the stuff he was saying just was providing so much clarity, bro. It's like hearing stuff like that i don't know like i just like to hear real talk like i when when people are talking from a yeah. place of just realness and a place of like genuine sincerity it just hits me a different way and that's kind of what i'm saying about what you just said like from the actions i see from the way you move throughout the week and then you breaking it down like that it's just something that's different you know what i'm saying it's just it means a little bit more you know what i'm saying 100 and that honestly that's a perfect transition to introduce our guests because um, that's the president that we set from day one mm-hmm. was that real talk. And, and and that's something for me. It's like I was I was literally about to ask him, you know, kind of what he thought, why, why he thought we kind of hit it off from day one. And I think it kind of comes back to for me, at least it's just that real talk and the law of attraction from day one. Like when we were spitting what we were spitting, we both recognized that it was something real. Like it wasn't we never questioned if this person was, you know, if this was him if, or if it was me. Like, am I talking that real? No, nah, it was we knew you could sense it. Um, so that's just yeah, perfect way to introduce the guest, man. Marquise, one of one of my close homies at this point, um, also my barber um, mentor in a sense. Like we we, we have a, a a very dynamic relationship in the way that we motivate and inspire each other. So without further ado, man, I like to introduce uh, Marquise, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Hey, man. Uh, man, I'm Marquise. You know, I've been cutting now for seven years, and. Uh, you know, it's came a long way, but I'm here. You know, and nothing comes easy. You know, you gotta sure. you gotta stay focused. You know what I mean? You gotta want it. You gotta have the hunger for it, the passion, like y'all was speaking about. You know, and uh, that's what I did. You know, uh, caught a case when I was young. Uh, got out while I was in there. You know, I mm-hmm. picked the Clippers up. I picked the Clippers up when I was in high school. I, you know, I didn't treat it seriously. I treated it like a hustle. You know. Mm-hmm. Let me let me jump in on that no, real quick, cause we but and we are gonna go back go back to what you just said like a little bit before. But I want to go here because you said it. All the barbers I know, or all the barbers I've ever encountered in my life that's been a good barber, like you know what I'm saying. They are hustlers. Just genuinely, that's who they are. They're hustlers. Like you know what I'm saying. Like from the get go, that's what they're about. They're about their business. They're about getting their money, and it's not just one avenue. Y'all are entrepreneurs in every sense of the word. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about good barbers, not not the trash barbers. I'm talking about the ones that are all that are good barbers. That's you know what I'm saying on their grind. Y'all are hustlers in every sense of the word, and I always notice that characteristic. Every single barber, I'm talking about every barber I've had. You know what I'm saying? They, they're always they always have a plan. They always have a business plan. All the good ones have that same little strand in their DNA. Like what? Where does that come from for you? Or what does that even mean for you? Can you speak on that a little bit more for me? 
As far as uh, what brought me to what I wanted to do? Yeah, and being a hustler. You know what? So, man, what it was for me was seeing my moms and my dad split up. You know, after that, my mom's kind of, you know, she just just low-key fell off, man. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't because, I think she was more hurt from the situation that happened between her and my dad. They was together for some time. And seeing my mom struggle and seeing my mom not able to provide us with a Christmas, you know what I'm saying? That made me want to bring my hustle up, you know? So, uh, yeah, I hit a couple roads here and there, but like I said, you know, it, it, it made me hungry and I love what I do. You know, that's what another thing that helped me. Mm. Okay. Same with that, man. I'm, I'm the same exact. Yeah, so you mentioned also like the struggles coming up. You said you caught a case. You don't got to go in specifics, but kind of talk about that era of life and what transitioned you into the mindset you have now and how that changed you. You know what I'm saying? Or how that changed your mentality as somebody who out here ain't got to get it. So, like I said, I caught a case. Um, they gave me the option to either do juvie or move to Arizona with my father. Mm. You know, and I'm, I'm young. I'm not trying to go to Georgia, mm. so I moved mm. to Arizona with my father, right? So I moved to Arizona, and I get in more trouble. Now mm. I'm looking at penitentiary time, right? Damn. So I go into penitentiary, and just seeing these old cats coming out there, you know, repeating, um, doing life, man, mm. really affected me in a way to, <laughs> you know, show me that, man, I don't want to be their age and being up in here. So like I said, I picked the Clippers up again, and I really wanted to learn. And I had this dude in there, his name was Duckworth. You know, it's his last name. So he showed me a lot to the game, and I was the penitentiary barber, you know. Uh, I would cut our people up in there, and it felt it felt comfortable. You know, I felt good about it. I'm cutting them. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm only making 50 cents an hour, but it wasn't about the money like my guy Gary was saying. You know, it's what I love to do. You know, I'm over here chopping up with real people, listening to their stories, you know, and it felt good, man. So when I got out, I was working at a detail shop and I was in Arizona, so I'm out there getting burnt, you know? So I'm like, I can't be working in the sun like this no more, man. <laughs> For real, yo. <laughs> For real. Yo, he talking about literally, man. Man, come on. <laughs> hey, hey, my dogs in Arizona, they say you be getting the 115 and it be the driest heat you man. ever experienced. For no reason. <laughs> I promise no you, reason. you won't catch me here. You won't catch me there. Bro. Not at all. You won't catch yeah. me outside either, bro. I was actually walking downtown last month, or not last month, but January, I was in Phoenix and I was walking downtown and it was like uh, some writing on the ground, like... It's so great to run out here in this in this sun in this heat. Said no one ever. You know what I'm saying? So they definitely. No, I was gonna high. say that person must have passed out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, right after they wrote but that. But Gary, no, let me funny. let me throw it to you, and you could jump in whenever you you know what I'm saying because I know you got some questions. But let me ask you, man, what is it about that adversity that could really change somebody's perspective and really push them to the next level of their life, man? Like that's just a reoccurring theme. You know what I'm saying? In some in some success uh -huh. stories, it's just you hit that point of adversity, and at that point, you got a decision to make. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. Speaking yeah, that and that's you kind of yeah you kind of hit it just when you started in that little last period you got a decision to make because that's exactly what it is you adversity is inevitable mm. you you gonna deal with adversity at some point in your life at some point in your path it's a fact it's a proven fact um, so in my mind adversity is a testament it's a testament to your faith 
It's a testament to your grind. It's a testament to your hunger, mm. etc. So, so when I when I uh, when I deal with a piece of adversity, I actually kind of like it because I'm, I'm seeing what I'm like being conscious of what I'm made of. Like, what am I able to get through? It's like a, a challenge. Like, okay, let me, I, you know, I'm I'm at the jungle gym. I don't climb this wall. Let me see if I can climb that wall. Let me see if I could go over the monkey bars with no uh, no rope on. You know, what yeah. I'm saying that might not be a good idea, but. <laughs> You know, but just dealing with those obstacles and, and being able to overcome them, like it, it truly, truly makes you stronger. The adversity is just a testament to your faith and your struggle and your grind. And if you overcome the yeah, you overcome the adversity, then you, you start getting the, 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 the cuts on your arms and that's when you start getting a little cut up when you you know hitting the weight room type of thing, you know. So adversity is key, bro. Like what, what do you think about that? Man, I, I totally agree. You know, like like you were saying, it, it fills your fire to wanna keep going, you know. It starts off as a little spark, and then when you start seeing that flame grow, you know that's what one keeps you going. You know, and it, mm. it, 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 for some, I think they take it for granted and they don't realize what they have. But like I said, man, the main thing is is once you grasp it and understand it, you know it makes you want to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. It makes mm -hmm. you feel harder. It start becoming fun. It's it like does, it's man. fun. It's like, okay, fun. let me see. Okay, this is a, I know this is an obstacle. Mm -hmm. I know this is a test. Exactly. Let me see if let I can get through this. Exactly. But you got to be conscious of that, though. You do. Because if you're unconscious of the fact that it's just a test, that's when it starts bringing Some, you down. Exactly. Some people give up, man, when it, when it starts getting hard. But mm -hmm. what, what you said, it's a test. That's what continues to make you grow, man. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know when you reach that point, that means something in your life. That means you've done a whole lot of things to this point where it's time to show and prove. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And even when you finally get through Whether it. Whether it's little something. or big. Yeah. Man. Hey, you know, one thing I like about adversity, too, is the teachable moments in it. Because I feel like other people, when other people experience adversity and they overcome it, and I see that, just like he said, that fuels my fire. Come on. Because I'm, I'm always doing stuff like... Yeah, let's say uh, public speaking, for instance. They're like, okay, Gary, you gotta give this presentation or you gotta talk in front of so-and-so or you know, the audience is gonna be 200 people, 300 people. I be thinking in my head, if you got people that can sit in front of these crowds and talk in front of 30,000 people, 100,000 people, probably you know, numbers you can't even imagine. You telling me I can't talk Come in front on. of a couple hundred people? That's real. Why can't I? That's real. Because I told myself I can't? For real. And your mind is <laughs> exactly a powerful thing. You if you think it, you can achieve it. Exactly. You, you have to think it and believe it first. So every That's time before, real. every time I do something, I imagine myself on that stage doing it. What they say, if you can't believe it, why would somebody else believe it? They won't. That's the first <laughs> step, yo. And people downplay a lot of things. A lot of the cliches we hear, people downplay just because it says so much. But really thinking something in existence and really speaking it into existence even past that like it means a lot bro like when i watch people like charlemagne for instance or even people like will smith or people you know what i'm saying prominent people or lebron james or jay-z like these are people who had expectations to meet and they spoke through them you know what i'm saying they spoke past them like jay-z knowing that he was going to be one of the biggest businessmen or somebody to transcend rap and could put out a rap album at age almost 50 and it still be like hot, you know what I'm saying? That's for not real. that's not normal. Yeah. That's not normal for LeBron James. Yeah, yeah right. for LeBron James to be in his uh, like teens as far as uh, his his seasons in the NBA and still be the greatest player in the NBA. That's that's unheard still of. Tom Brady, forty some years old, still on the Super Bowl consistently. Like these are people who have moved past the 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 mental stage or the physical stage of being great like they are just great now they they that's what they expect from exactly. themselves and they talk themselves into that place see you made me think of 
you made me think of pressure too, bro. Like, and, and all the pressure that comes with with being great and being successful. Because I feel like if some of these people didn't have the pressure, they may not have even lived up to the expectations necessarily. Like, uh, I mean, I don't yeah. doubt LeBron James. LeBron is LeBron, but I think the pressure that he had on since an early age, just because people seen his natural talent and his ability, his potential to be great. The chosen. Uh, but he was just one of those few people. Exactly, yeah. he was one of those few people that actually lived up to it. And I think that that pressure is ultimately what made him him in that adversity is what made Bron Bron. Like he knows he got to be the best. Like he don't even doubt it. He trains harder than anybody. Why you think he's 30 some years old out here? Keep running with all the young cats. Like, like he's a teenager. Like he's a teen. <laughs> he can run with all the young cats. There ain't no name one cat that could just outrun the floor with Bron. You can't. He's there right with you. On right he's, he's ready for the alley. It looks like you know? he's <laughs> getting better. Like it's crazy that he it, could be getting older. And it like looks like, like he's like getting better. 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, that's real. Yeah, yeah, man. That, so, that, that, pressure, that pressure piece is cool. Some people crack under pressure, though. Man. Pressure bust pipes, man. God damn. <laughs> crack <laughs> foundations, man. I think that's what separates the playing field. Like you got those people who can take that pressure and turn themselves into a diamond. It's other people, it's other people who's glass. Like you know what I'm saying? When the pressure hits them, that's real. They're gonna crack. They're gonna fall. They're gonna break. So that's that's just what it's about when you're trying to get to the next level. It's understanding that adversity is gonna come. It's gonna it's gonna have pressure along with that. And it's just about who you right. are in your home, in your own mind, and saying, you know what, I can do. And this. Who you surround yourself around too. Bingo, man. bingo, because exactly. you need support. You know what I'm saying? That support's gonna help support. relieve that pressure. And that's low key the biggest element for me. That is, bro. Support and the people support. around me. That's for me, man. That's literally like the biggest element for me, bro. Like, if I didn't have support and the, the cast that I have, I, I I couldn't be in the positions I am today. And that's what's that's up, just that's man. just the, that's well, that's the everybody. Truth, Nobody can do anything alone. Yeah. No matter how great you are, True. no matter there's always somebody who who's gonna put you somebody. in that place. All these people we just mentioned, there's somebody who supports them. Like whether we see him or whether right. we don't see him, there's gonna be somebody who makes them. LeBron, that that championship for Cleveland, I was I would say his biggest accomplishment ever in the NBA, and I think he would feel like that too. Uh, Kyrie Irving, yeah. who hit who hit the last it shot? Was. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving hit the last shot of LeBron James' first championship in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So stuff like support. that matters, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. more literal sense of support. But <laughs> I, hey, low key, I forgot Keys don't really mess with Bron like that. I, I just thought man, about that. I know, just thought okay, about that. I don't, but you know when. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying when when you're great, you know I gotta I gotta give it up to those. You know what I'm saying? Like I might not like him as a player, but the man's out here grinding just like the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? So I give credit when credit's due. Okay, to take a detour, I and I want to hear who's your team in the NBA and who's your favorite player. We just gonna take. You know a what? Detour. So after we lost the Sonics, I was following. Uh, well, not even before. Ooh, after, I was before. I followed. I follow no. Kobe. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I follow Kobe, man. So, yeah, sense. man. Uh, it was the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't watch sports like I do because I be so busy. But when I do tune in and get a chance, you know, I follow up on ESPN or whatever, you know, and I check how my Lakers is doing. And I want to say right now they're on a low-key little uh, win spree, man. So Yeah, and they, they on the, the upturn. They got the IT out there. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, for somebody like Kobe, he's another one of those people. Can you pull a couple things from Kobe just like that motivates you or that inspires you? Because he's another one of those people who could just there's a there's a switch in his head that other people just don't have. Like he he hits something in his head and it's over. It's that mama mentality he speaks of, man, that killer instinct, man. And when he sees his opportunity, he just goes, bro. If he's gonna miss, he misses. If he makes it, he makes it. You know, and that's how I always look at life. You gotta shoot your shot, bro. Mm. I don't care. You could get a million no's. Somebody's going to say yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Shoot your shot, baby. See, now you got me. See, okay, now now I gotta I gotta reverse a little bit back to when uh me and Keith's first met. I gotta tell the story a little bit, kinda paint this picture for y'all. So I was working at I was working at Target, um, mm -hmm. your federal way, man, and uh Keith had a uh what was it? Uh, like your step step not stepbrother. Yeah, uh, it's he's well yeah, he's kinda like uh he's he's uh, a lot kinda not really yeah he's just uh he's just yeah he's just like a brother yeah, yeah like, like a brother, brother. Yeah. and he worked he worked at target not you know i worked at target's brother did so he uh he used to come and just raving about these haircuts right and uh you know he would talk about it and i'll be like yeah yeah you know let me let me see the work like let me you know let me see what <laughs> come back with something and let me see uh, so he came back one day and he had the uh the seahawk logo in his head oh yeah mm. and it was crispy it was crispy like it. you can't deny it yeah the work speaks for itself bro so i seen the work and i was like okay let me go see what's good you said he's right here in the mall because you know the uh target was connected to a mall so i was like you said he's right here in the mall which one jay Kim? okay let me go check let me go peep that so i went over there one day i was like man i'm here for keys <laughs> i didn't even know him yet <laughs> i didn't even know him yet i was like i'm here for keys nobody else uh Got the cut, man, and it was literally a wrap ever since then. I yeah, think we man. would, but within the first couple of visits that that I had with them, man, we was already talking about vision, and we were talking about both of our visions. Yeah. In the first couple of visits, and that to me said a lot. And I was just like, "What the hell?" Like, he's real. <laughs> I, I real recognized, real, real recognized, right? real. Yeah. I knew off jump, and we was both talking that real back and forth. And he told me he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm looking in the." Uh, you know, get my own barbershop in the, in the mall, the South Center Mall, which is like our most popular mall in Seattle, easily, hands down. Yeah. Um, and I grew up on that mall too, and I was just like, for real? Wait, wait, you talking about like an ethnic bar, like the, bar the barbershop in yeah. the mall, like not, you know, we ain't talking about super cuts. We ain't talking about none of that. I was like, you talking about the the, uh, the barbershop, barbershop in the mall? Cause we ain't never had that in Seattle. Like that's not really a tradition out here in Seattle in, on the West Coast like that. Um, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's what's up, bro. You should do that, blah, blah. Just giving that support piece, that mental aspect. Next thing I know, like a, less than a year later, he did it. Mm. <laughs> now he got the only barbershop in the mall like that. And uh, that just goes to show, like, like getting started piece. And like you said, taking your shot. And that, that leads me to ask you, like, what, what is that that process look like you know trusting the process and getting started the leap the risk like what did it take for you to say you know what i'm, I'm getting my own barbershop i don't care how much it costs i'm gonna we're gonna do it uh it started with getting myself right because i didn't start this is not my first one this is actually mm. my second one mm. the first one it's about location first off too you know and your support group right and the first one it didn't do so well and I had to go back to Kenlo's and I had to go back to the drawing board, man. That's real. I had to step my game up, take it to the next level. I had to, you know, get my clientele base up. I had to real sit back and look at my chair and realize what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. Mm. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I want to engage more with my clients, get to know them more. You know, um, we're they're people too. so. You know, I don't want to, it's not about the money to me. Honestly, if I could go and have somebody be like, you know what, this haircut's perfect. If I could get paid by somebody just saying it's perfect, that would be perfect for me. But I got bills, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I got kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so talk. Talk. perfect, you know, it, it still does good for me. But, you know, like I said, I had to sit back and realize what I was doing wrong and I had to switch it up. And then from there, 
I had to make sure my skills was on point, go get the extra training, um, go to these seminars, to these educational classes, um, YouTube, man, whatever I had to do to make my game better and enhance it. That's what I did. Using those resources and exactly. whatnot. So let me let me ask you real quick, because um, for you, I feel like it's something that you may not even necessarily have to think about just because it's part of your nature, potentially. But my question is, like, what made you try again? What made you not say, ah, you know, maybe this just ain't for me? So you, you know, know what? Failure, bro. I took it as a learning lesson, man. People take failure and just want to be like, oh, Loss. I failed. That's yeah. cool. Nah, man. Failure was developed for you to take it as a learning lesson and run with it. What to do, uh, what not to do next time, exactly. and how to make it better. Exactly. And that's what I did with Southson. <laughs> We've been open for 18 months now, and it succeeded what I've expected. Expectations. Exactly. Hmm, that's yeah. real. Just to let y'all know, I tried to book an appointment yesterday. You talking about, you know, the OG original customer try to book an appointment yesterday and it's, he only had one spot available literally <laughs> like to the point where you know he probably couldn't squeeze me in if he tried that sounds like a good he problem he had some mugs looking yeah yeah, most yeah exactly and that that goes to hand in hand with his uh exceeding his expectations at the moment all right so you talked about moving past your failure like what is what was it like living in that place and the thoughts that came in your head because that's an important part of the process man we can't we can't glance over that like when you fail that's that's literally a part of the process. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's yeah, in the system. You have to Quite hit that failure to get blueprint. into the success. You it's have to. You know what I'm saying? And like, something, for, something for like being a barber, like, that can be detrimental to the whole business. Like, when you're sitting there and you're like, damn, this ain't making no money because that is your money. Everybody sits in that chair. So kind of talk exactly. about being in that place of failure and just like having the wisdom to be like, all right, back to the drawing board. We're just going to take a step back. You know what I'm saying? But you had the, the, the wisdom to understand this was just what it was. And now we're going to keep going. Can't speak from that place mm -hmm. if you can. So, um, like I said, after I lost that first place, you know, I go back to Kenlos. And I'm not going to lie, man. It was, it, I had a lot of pride and it hurt, you know, because I had saw something big for that, you know, and it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But... You know, once I got there, I was like, I said, man, I'm human too, so I'm worried about what people are gonna think about me, man. You know, because I'm like, man, I'm only, I haven't even been there a whole year. Yeah, I feel I'm you. already back to where I was at. I feel you. You know, so it was one of my mentors at the time, um, Fonzo, man. He was like, look, bro, um, it was not, you know, it's meant to be, bro. He was like, you're a great barber, but you also gotta look where you was at. It's about location. You know what I'm saying? And what were you doing to get yourself, you know, in a better position? And I was like, you know what, you're right. I was doing little things here and there, but I wasn't doing as much as I could as my full potential. Mm -hmm. And that's taking advantage of the social media, man. You know, getting a part of the community, um, giving back, man. Uh, There's nothing wrong with giving back, you know, free haircuts here and there when I could do it. And so, like I said, building my clientele up, and being more involved with everybody, man, and getting to know my clients. And it's helped me a lot to the point where this day, like Gary said, man, you know, like he said, he's one of my OG clients, you know? <laughs> and I, I still, we still show that same love since it was from day one, you know? Literally. Yeah. Literally. And one, look, one thing you said that really uh, stuck out to me was you talking about just, I don't know, kind of like at least how I interpreted it was like the vision you got out of it. And, and something I pulled from that was the value of the vision. Cause you said it hurt your pride because you seen something big for it. I did. And that's exactly like that. The vision is what 
what keeps you on track to, to going where you like you got to see that shit first like dude the fact that you have big vision and you didn't get there but you still seen the vision so you still, still navigated it. your way to get there like i you know what i'm saying like i can't i feel like i can't get to the right place without having a vision i feel like i just be kind of driving in the dark you know what i'm saying like yeah how do you get to that place where you're like okay no matter what happens i know the vision so it had a lot to do also with my father man he always says, he always said to me, you know, um, life's not easy, bro. You're going to have bumps in the road. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, when you get through that bump, you know, you got to continue to go straight. And this is something that I always know I wanted to do as far as being my own boss. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to work forever. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I want to mm -hmm. make more money work for me, right? Absolutely. But that's another story. But I want to, I'm, I'm hungry for this, man. You know what I'm saying? It fuels my fire. I love cutting hair. I feel like I get paid to chill, man. I get to cut hair, listen to music. <laughs> Chop game. And, you know what I'm saying? And watch TV, sports, whatever it may be. But, you know, I always held on to that. And I was like, you know what? Okay, maybe it wasn't this yet. Yeah, you know, my time wasn't now. But I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep fighting, man. And an opportunity fell in my lap so fast. I didn't even, I didn't even expect it to happen so quick. I think it was like two years later because I was just talking about it. And then... What do you say? Talk it up to uh, existence, existence, right? Yeah. So I was talking about it, talking about it, and then I saw the little, what was it? Uh, for lease sign in South Center. and said, for series and queries, you know, uh, contact us here at the number and at the email. So I hit him up, man. I blew him up for a straight week, man. And I finally came in. Like I said, shoot my shot, right? Kept shooting my shots. Real tight. Real tight. <laughs> and uh, they answered. And they said, let's meet up. Met up with them. We talked numbers. And I was like, that's it? You know, like, I always heard stories of people saying, oh, that's another thing, too, man. If you listen to people and you not see it for yourself, you're, not see it for yourself, you're gonna always expect that. And you're always gonna be like, oh, blow it off, man. It's mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> that's the, oh, my God. Right? So I'm like, man, let me see for myself because I'm tired of hearing what everybody else is saying. And when they told me the numbers, I was like, man, let's make this happen. And hmm. the rest is pretty ASAP. much history, bro. ASAP. I believed in it. See, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That that's going crazy. going back to something you had mentioned earlier, the the pride you felt, but still being able to understand that you had to go back, that you had to. You know what I'm saying? That's something I, I think that's really huge because a lot of people can't do that, man. A lot of people can't put Not their enough. pride aside for the sake of the goal. You know what I'm saying? Because that had to be hard, bro. <laughs> like that had to be hard. It, I it was, bro. It. Yeah. It was, bro. And, you know, I look at it now and I can laugh at it, you know what I'm saying? Because I've grown from it. But another thing is, too, you know, um, man, it's just like I said, man, having that support system, bro. Yeah, real talk. And it's, it's just crazy to me because people don't, it's just people, be, we, we talk about this all the time, man, but we never cannot talk about it. It never gets exhausting because it's just, it's so truthful. Like, people always see the end results. But they don't see the grind. They don't no. see the struggles and the failures and the, all that. They don't see that. They just see the end result. So when you see a person who got the six pack <laughs> in, the, in the Superman chest, that takes time, right? You out here, you know, you may be envious of that or be like, oh right. man, you know, they, they probably got a fast metabolism or something, you know, man. Like, excuses, right? Yeah, they was born with that. They must have played sports in high school. Like you come up with all these excuses as the, but you wasn't there with them when they was getting up at the gym at 5 a.m., you, you know, hitting the abs until they damn near cry. Right. You know what I'm I saying? Like, it, what I call it, I call it a microwave system. Mm. People Nowadays, people want things to happen now. You know what I'm saying? They don't want mm. to, like you said, take the time and 
prep up, you know what I'm saying, write down their goals develop. and and develop exactly develop. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting to. Cook, let it bake, let man, it marinate, let it, let it marinate. You know what I'm right? saying? Let, put, the, put the seasoning on there. Trust man. the process. Trying to come out with just the salt and the Trust pepper. It. Yeah, and that, that patient piece, that patience piece is hard too, man. Cause, it is. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, being locked up, man, I learned to be patient. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? You had, had to. to. Nothing but time, man. Oh my yeah. goodness, man. I think that. that's a similar strain of people out here when they whenever they do get locked up or whatever, like you just learn that you got nothing but time. <laughs> you got nothing but nothing time. But time man. <laughs> yeah. Look, see, the thing is too, man, I don't understand, like, people don't understand how big this is, bro. Like, to say that that you opened up the barbershop in South Center, like I know what that means, fam. I'm from here. Like yeah, yeah. to see that, I'm like, bro, I, this is my dude. Like yeah. He's the one who opened up the, the, the shop in the mall. Like, we got a nice mall, and it's been coming it up. It's been growing. As, it's you know, growing. As the city continues to grow, the mall starting is continuing to grow. And it's nice. It's coming up. It's come a long way from yeah, back in the day when it was, when just, it was just a, a you single, know, single Just the main right, entrance. Right, yeah, right. the front entrance next to Sears. Like, it's been yeah. a long, t- long time coming. So, like, to see, you know, the homie out here doing his thing and bringing the, the ethnicity aspect of the, of the barbershop. Because, you know, like I said, they got the super cuts in there. They got, But they ain't got nothing for me. I don't go to super cuts. It's different. They ain't giving me the fresh line right, they yeah, can't man. give me the part they don't know what the, the skin type you know you know right, what i'm saying like right. so it's for him to, to provide this in seattle man it's, it's absolutely huge and it's it's kind of a a factor working against the gentrification like huh. you kind of inserted yourself into this this culture of you know when you think people the mall they're like oh that's high class you know the mall you're gonna really spend some money you know we got a lot of people with money coming there looking good whatever but you done introduced this this new thing i think it's shaking up the game a little bit bro like yeah, i appreciate i, I really like what you're doing man and when you first told me that i knew i was like yes <laughs> yes get the one in the mall that would change the game man so i kind of want to talk about um just the barbershop culture man and what that means for you as a barber like you kind of hit on a little bit being able to, to chill chop game in the barbershop but what does that culture mean like having all these different type of people come into the shop and being able to spread wisdom and knowledge and game and laughs and all that like what does that mean man man it's it's a mixture of things it's very diverse for one so you come Super in diverse. and have people with problems you come in and have people who just want to talk about life, you know, about day-to-day, like with the politics. I try not to get too much in politics, you know, because you can cause a lot of problems with that. I try to stay away from, like, religion as well. But for the most time, man, it's the barbershop, man. We're having fun. We're telling jokes. We're talking sports. You know, like I said, we're chilling, man. It's always a great vibe in the shop, man. You know you know, it's a real barbershop when you... Uh... When you when you when the barber laughing so hard and they doing the lineup and you gotta be like, hey, bruh, you laughing too hard. <laughs> you laughing too hard while hey, you're yo, doing man, the line, bruh. I need you. Yeah, that's what the barbershop is. Yeah, that's what the barbershop is, man. You go in there to, to have a lot of conversations you would normally do with your homies. You know what I'm saying? That's that's always what that's it real. is. And that's how you know you're in the right place. You know what I mean? That's another one of those common strands you see in barbers. But you said, you know what I'm saying, you feel like you you really getting paid to chill and and that, in a sense, is just talking most about definitely. doing what you love, man. Like, and and I feel like that's what's really most important. Speak on that, just opportunity to do what you love and what that means for you. And yeah, I got what does that mean? Because I'm low key, into. a little jealous, like not jealous, you know. what I'm saying? No, no, but I just feel like, it. damn, bro, that's that's that's, that's really the dream. It's crazy, man. Because uh, my grandma told me, she said, make sure you do what you love, you know. And my father, he tried to have me do what he did, and that's working with him at CenturyLink, you know. And I was just like, you know what? You know, my grandma and my father both told me the same thing. Like, if you're not gonna love it, don't do it. And I told my pop straight up, like, look, man, 
this is what I don't want to do. And I'm like, I'm going to find myself either getting fired or quitting. And I don't want to do that, man. So, like I said, when I was locked up, I picked the Clippers up when I was in high school. When I was locked up, I picked them back up. And it was just, man, everything from the cutting to, I used to draw too. So, drawing in people's heads, man. It's like, okay, I could get paid to draw, bro. This is what I love to do. You know what I mean? So, that had a lot to do with it. And then from there, we just I just picked it up and ran with it, man. Damn, that's huge. Absolutely. That's huge, bro. So I do want to transition into a little lighter talk. A little lighter talk. I got some uh, barbershop topics I really want to ask a barber. So I'm gonna just throw these couple at you. I want to say, what's the hashtag? Ask a barber. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the best conversation you've ever had in the shop? Whether that's most important or mm. just something that was just hilarious or whatever. Something that sticks out in your mind is memorable. The best conversation. Yeah, man. That's, 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 that's a deep one. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah, I what? You said it was getting lighter, though. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, the best conversations I had is learning about my clients, man. What they've been through, where they're at. You know, same thing y'all asking me, man. I love to hear y'all stories real talk. And uh, oh. I think that's another reason why me and Gary click so well. is because we share that same uh, desire to want to go ahead and make something happen in life, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's very important to me in a barber. You got to know your clientele. But the other thing I really wanted to ask was, give me your pet peeves as a barber. I know y'all picky, man. Y'all got some pet peeves, dog. (laughs) I want to tell you. I'm interested in that, yeah. I got a couple, too, man. (laughs) My biggest pet peeve is when somebody comes in to the shop and, like, who's the best barber? I hate that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, I understand why they're concerned. But like my guy Gary said, we're not super cuts, bro. You know what I'm saying? And the people, I take passion into everything I do. So I I sat here literally and was able to handpick who I wanted in my shop for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And I got it to the point now, like, if I'm not in the shop, if I'm handling business outside the shop, you could literally sit in anybody's chair and get a decent cut, man, for real. You know what I mean? And that's why I said that's like my number one pet peeve, man. What about people being late, man? That too. That's another one on there. Um, (laughs) Oh my goodness! It's a business, man. Like I said, you know earlier, you know, like that's why I like to arrive every to everything at least thirty minutes before, so that way we got time to prepare. Prepare. I mean, she was here thirty minutes early too. Yeah, true story. (laughs) (laughs) I was eating breakfast and everything. Definitely. So you know. Being on time is a big key. And now what I'm going to start doing is, because right now I'm in the middle of uh, uh, negotiating new contract new contract for a new spot, right? In the mall, mm. it's a bigger spot, right? So we got plans for that. So y'all stay tuned, man. But uh, when I do start the new shop in the, in the mall, I'm going to start having a uh, cancellation fee. Because I have people. Got I had, like the other day, man, I'm over here cutting. Uh, eight to eight in the morning. I started on Fridays. My nine o'clock canceled at eight fifty eight. No, I'm good. like, come That's on, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's like, garbage. I could have had that spot for my guy Gary or somebody. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I would have slid in there. <laughs> my barber would charge you the whole fee you. if you miss your appointment. He not be playing. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. He not be playing. If you don't cancel, at no, least no, no, that's real. Yeah, no, that's you real. Cancel bro. ahead of time, bro. You got because that's, that's just time. bad business on the customer. That time is money, man. How could you expect a barber to hold up to all your expectations if you can't even like keep his time? You know what I'm saying? Because time is very much money in the barber yeah. business. Like you miss thirty Most minutes, definitely. you missing a cut. You know what I'm saying? You missing that money. Real. Yeah, but you real got any other pet peeves? Um. 
Man, another thing is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm digging. <laughs> I'm digging. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good, man. Um, loyalty, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand sometimes you got to do what you got to yeah. do. But then, you know, I have customers come in and be getting mad because, you know, their hairline got pushed back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I'm sorry, bro, but if that's why I got that's why I got the schedule now up oh on, the, on, the, on the website. It's for you to be able to book accordingly to your time. You know what I'm saying? So like if you can't if I if you can't fit in my schedule, I apologize, bro. And I was and I had somebody, he would had to go out of town and he was like, Look, bro, this was at the old shop, you know, when I was working at Kenlo's. I'm like, look, man, I gotta go. You know, it's my birthday weekend. I'm like, I'm trying to go kick it too, you know. That's the only really time I really take off is on the holidays and on my birthday. So he couldn't get in. And he ended up going. It was another barber in the same no, shop. I was say, what the No, no, no. I'm not even going to mention no names, but he ended up getting hot, mm. you know, cussing out, making a big scene. And I was in the like, shop? In the shop, yeah. bro. I'm like, look, bro, you got to chill with that, you know. This is why I should have just... I should have just waited. Well, yeah, you should have waited, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, should have yeah, waited, bro. Yeah, you should have waited, bro. <laughs> you waited, or you should have just prepared your time better. You know, some of the day before or whatever. You know True. what I mean? Some cats want to wait till like that Friday evening to get fresh because they want to go out that evening, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I understand that, You got to book that ahead man. of time, boss. Hey, man, exactly. I'm so glad you brought this up because loyalty in barber and black barber culture is something that's really, really mm-hmm. huge, dog. Like... I seen this one funny video on Facebook about it. it just had me cracking up. But it feel like it really feel like you cheating on your best friend when you go to a different barber, bro. Like it take it takes some long thinking to, to go to a different barber, man. When you know you got to, like I've been in that position. I was just like, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I'm gonna just wait, man. Forget it. Real talk. The only look, I, look. I got a confession right now. The only barber, the only other barber I ever went to. <laughs> this is Keith's first time hearing this too. But the only barber, other barber I ever went to is my cousin. Okay. That's the only, literally the only. I think I remember one. you told me that. Yeah, too. And, and, yeah. and my cousin, you know, my cousin is somebody I could see in the shop right, one right. day, to be honest, just because of his vibe, his energy, uh, and his ability. He, like you said, he's passionate about it. He does it for fun. Sometimes he won't even charge me That's because he's like, bro, you don't got to pay me every time. Like, yeah. this is practice. I like doing it. Like, That's and he's dope. gotten good over the time. That's the type so of barbers that I'm looking for. Support, too, he, he's on the come up and he, you know, he. The money's important for him, and then he also is a father, so he knows like the entrepreneur type mentality Most with the definitely. barber life. So he's still trying to get his stuff balanced out. But nah, man, that loyalty factor is huge, man, and that's why like one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest reasons too, I, I messed with Keith because he like the time factor was big for me. Like if one of my pet peeves as a customer is is showing up for a certain time or setting an appointment and not getting in the chair until like an hour later. Uh, yeah, man. And I know there's days where shit happens. Like, there's days where things happen. But then also, there's days where it's like, bruh, bruh, like, I made the like, appointment, oh, dog. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Real time. Every time. And that's 100%. why I said I treat it like a business, not like a hustle. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And over the years, I was able to grow and learn this, man. Time is money, man. You never know what has to happen with your day. You know, you might have an uh, interview mm-hmm. or you might have to make it to a funeral. Or hopefully not, but I'm just saying these are things that I have to deal with every day. So this is why I treat your time, uh, you know, real valuable because I expect you guys to do the same for me. Exactly. Yeah. Real quick, man, shout out to Barber. Shout out to the shop name real quick because a, a big big part of our follower base is in Seattle. 
Um, so let, let them know, because I don't want to wait till the end and forget or anything like that. So let them know real quick where they can find you at. Emperor's Barbershop, uh, side, located inside uh, South Center Mall. OG entrance. Yes, sir. That's the that's original local north cats. entrance. That's local cats. Yeah. yeah. Y'all got to know the OG yeah. entrance. Man. So we, right there to the right. Right there to the right. We winding down, so I, I got a couple more questions. Uh, and this one I'm going to ask. I don't know if anything comes to mind, but out of your whole career in being a barber, like I'm even talking back when you first picked up the Clippers in high school uh, all the way up to now. What's your... What's the most memorable memorable occurrence out of that whole time? Now I'm talking whether good or bad, whether important or just funny. Like anything that comes to mind, just the most memorable experience in in that span of time. Man, it's the first time I attempted to do a design. I took pictures. I always tell my new barbers too, like when they're fresh out of school and they're still learning. I just when I'm even doing my seminars, take pictures. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what's gonna help you grow. Mm. And I look at my pictures from six, seven years ago, and I'm looking at my stuff now. Man, I was straight poop, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I do, I do appreciate those who, you know, allowed it back then, man. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Because they saw the potential, man. Yeah. You know? That's what's up, exactly. man. And for the final question of this part of the podcast, man, I want to ask you, what's your dream? What's your vision? My vision is to be able to help those man like give back like i said i'm working on some things right now i'm trying to uh get some stuff done with uh children's hospital um oh, yeah i want to give back man and but my overall dream is to have multiple barbershops and for those who are with me or who those are willing to invest you know just come together and collaborate because I want a chain of these barbershops. I want to be like a Regis or a Master Cuts, you know. Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying, not knocking them on their on their talent, but these are guys who are doing it. Even Jay Kinlo, man. This dude is out He got five barbershops, man. Black-owned business. Three in Texas, two out here. And he has some food companies, the Go Phillies. You know, he owns those. So I see people like that, and that's where I want to be. You know, I want to be like those guys. Absolutely. Well, not, see, now, look, well, I know I always do this, Walt. Let me no, ask this question, too, man. I know I always interject. But um, <clears throat> this is one thing I wanted to hit on, too, because it's big in growth, and it's big in, in growth when we're talking about business and when we're talking about business, specifically the entrepreneur type approach is uh, networking and making connections, man. Most like, definitely. what? what well, what does that look like for you and what has that done for you in the last year? Like, let the cats know the, the, the power behind networking. Man. Networking is real, man. Like, wherever you go, I always say keep at least 10 business cards with you. You never know who you're going to bump into. Whether you're at a restaurant, mm. movie theaters, uh, the club, wherever, man. Just bring something with you. And networking is key, man. Yeah, this dude been getting a lot of networking and going to conventions and, and going to competitions shows. and shows and out hit to one after this matter of fact you know what i'm saying like and this this is the type of activity people that if you if you're in the pursuit of a dream and a vision you have to go seek people who are also you got to go seek people that are also in the dream and, and pursuing the vision you know what i'm saying like if you have something that you're passionate about, go find other people that are passionate about same type of things and connect and build each other up and all that stuff. Yeah, man, get active. Most definitely do that. That's a very important part of the process. Make sure you're out there doing what you got to do to not only just make yourself better, but also pass on some wisdom to some other people. You don't know who you empower that could in turn empower you back. So, 
I totally agree with that, Absolutely. Gary. But man, uh, Marquise, man, like I gotta say, even finding out about your business, I found out about your business maybe a year ago. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like somebody okay. who's way down here in Dallas, Texas, learning about you and what you do and your greatness. I think that that's a that's a showing of how good you really are at what you do and the type of caliber of business you run, man. So I just want to say shout out to you and you know keep pushing and keep grinding. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, and with that, we're moving to bring the boss. All right. All right, y'all, we're back with Bring the Bars, man. We had a great little session with Keith here. Now we're going to get into our final segment. Um, if you're new to the podcast, Bring the Bars is where we'll play a song or we'll uh, recite a poem or a movie clip, whatever piece of art we have that has a deeper meaning. We'll play that for you or let you hear it, and then we'll kind of break it down a little bit. Personally, what it means or exactly what it means from the artist, it all depends on the person's perspective. So I'm going to be first up this week. My song is On and On by Erica Badu. Um, she is a Dallas native. I've actually seen her driving her car on my way to class one time. I think this was a couple years ago. Are you sure it was, was pretty Erica dope. Badu I was like, that was an auntie? That was a hundred percent Erica Badu, <laughs> and she even and I saw her license plate. Her license plate said she's ill, mm. and then I seen her post on I seen her post on Instagram the same car with the same license plate. Oh, okay. I was like, I saw Erica Badu. That was actually but crazy. yeah, um, she's definitely one of those spirits that are one of a kind. You know, you meet these people every so often in life, or you you uh, see stuff from these people every so often. She's very genuine, and I think this is one of those songs that really. Go to that deeper place. So on and on, Erica Badu.
cut it right there. We're not gonna get into the third verse. What are they? But yeah, yeah, that's definitely the vibe. But I just want to pick out a couple things, man, because it's of course it's a good vibe. It's a good song. It sounds good. It's melodic. You know what I'm saying? You can get in your zone with that. But she just throws some gems in there, and she she tries to be so like, cause she's a she's a rapper in all in all sense of the words, cause. Her wordplay, her lyrics is always at a high level. So I just want to pick out a couple little things that just meant a lot to me. Um, first of all, the song's called On and On. So when you think about that, you're thinking about everything that happens in life, the goods and the bad. Uh, when we were talking about the process with Keith, like, you know what I'm saying? There's ups and downs, but all in all, it's the process. That's what you got to deal with. And that's the essence of the song is that on and on, on and on, on and on, the world keeps turning. You know, so mm-hmm. I just want to start there just to get your mind ready for all of this, right? So the next thing would be, if your knowledge were your wealth, then it would be well earned. You know what I mean? You could do a lot of things in life. You can earn a lot of money. You can get to a lot of places. But if you're if you're getting your knowledge up, if you if you're going through the process, getting experiences, that's well earned. That's something that's gonna profit way down the line. Even if you mm. lost all your money, you can get it back mm-hmm. because you got that knowledge. Exactly. Um, and the, the next thing I, I really want to go into is that um, in the second verse, she says. Uh, I was born underwater with three dollars and six dimes. Yeah, you might laugh because you did not do your math. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just, and it's confusing on purpose. Like, that, in, in reality, you could say, okay, I just don't understand what she's talking about, but that's exactly what she wants you to feel. Like, people come from different places and different lives, and when we meet them, we just take face value, but there's a there's a math underneath who they are. There's a mm. math underneath the life they, they've led up to this point. And when you just take them at face value, you're missing out on the underneath. You're missing out on what it really means to be that person. And in reality, you're not going to make a genuine connection. Think about the fe- the best people in your lives. It's, it's those people who you can connect with and understand their path, right? Well, and uh, uh, another smaller thing. I got two more <laughs> things. Let me get out of here. I know I'm long-winded walk, but uh, she says, oh, what a day, what a day, what a day. Um, that's just in that. That's just tuning back to that on and on, on and on. Even when you have your harder days, the world keeps turning, and you got an opportunity the next day. The final thing, and I feel like the most important thing in this song, and the thing that makes this one of my favorite songs, is she ends the verse with these two lines. Every verse. <clears throat> if we were made in His image, then call us by our names. Most intellects do not believe in God, but they fear us just the same. So she's saying if we were made in his image, his being God or being a higher power, whatever you believe, then call us by our names. Treat us as such. Treat everybody you encounter with that respect and that love that uh, appear and as a God, a fellow God. Everybody has a, a vision. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a light. You got to let them shine and you got to treat them as such and call them by that name because when it comes to what you are and who you are, you want people to do the same for you. Respect. And, yeah, and that final line, most intellects do not believe in God, but they fear it's just the same. People who think they know it all, people who think they know everything. And she even says that the man that knows something knows nothing, knows he knows nothing at all. People who feel like they've, they've got their feel on knowledge and just have the solution to everything have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. And they wouldn't even, they know so much that they don't even believe in purpose and destiny. But guess what? They fear your purpose and they fear your destiny because they know at the end of the day, all that is going to overcome overcome that knowledge that they have. So that's on and on, everybody. Yeah. I See, like that. That was, bro, he yeah, didn't tell us he did the book report on it man, before. Man, come on, <laughs> man. Come on, man. Maybe not even want to share That's mine. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he done came in deep. I All like right, that, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, good, good shit. Way to dig in there, bro. You really dug in that one, man. Good shit. All right. <clears throat> 
I got a song too, man. This is from the Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap. Um, Nipsey, man, he's just, he's one of the, the realest, just original rappers that I feel like exists in our era, man. He's just been doing his thing for a minute now. And in this last album, man, he was really making it clear like how much he was he was focusing on his craft and how much he was really coming with the fire this album. And he he's a very inspirational rapper, man. Like the stuff he talks about, if you really listen to his lyrics, he talks about all the different things and the the the, the, the step backs and the grinding and putting in the time to get where he wants to go and where he's at um, and how it's all summed up. So, you know, this is off of his new album, uh, Victory Lap. It's called Dedication and it got it's featuring Kendrick. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and make sure we hear Kendrick's verse too because they both went too hard for me not to, to play verse, both sure. verses, Let's man. Nah, my nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. It's a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave, granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the great pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platforms to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. Like deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Dedication. Boxing homies, three on one, got DP, but I ain't dropped. Chirp on me, here I come, bro. spin around the block, they broke on me. Said I ran a stop sign, but that's a lie. I spent my whole life staring at the stage, playing Sega, daddy smoking shirt, mama playing spades, catching papers. Grandma said I get some Jordans for my grades, that's my baby. When she died, my heart broke a hundred ways. I spent my whole life trying to make it, trying to chase it. The cycle of a black man divided, trying to break it. You take a lost shit, don't cry about it, just embrace it. Minor setback for major comeback, that's my favorite. My nigga L said you do a song with Nip. K dot here, better grip. I said he a man first, you hear the words out his lips. About flourishing from the streets to black businesses. Level four, y'all living, giving to false imprisonment. Listen close, my nigga, it's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigga. Since elementary, we close, my nigga, you're straight like that. I give you the game, go back to the turf and give it right back. For generations, we've been dead. Bad hands with bad plans Prove your dedication by hopping out Grand Ams I'm at the premiere, politicking with Top Nip and Snoop Damn, Pac watching the way we go Dedication Hold up La. This ain't entertainment It's four niggas on a slave ship These soldiers and spirituals I swam against them waves with Ended up on shore to their amazement I hope the example I set's not contagious Lockers behind gates but can't tame us Used to be stay safe, now stay dangerous Cause ain't no point playing defense, nigga That's why I dove off the deep end, nigga Without a life jacket Couple mil, tour the world, all my life cracking Cook the books, bring it back, so there's no taxes Alright, that's Gucci, man That's Gucci So, uh, this, this whole song, man Like, bar after bar after bar after bar Was all about dedication mm. it, was all, it was all about he said this is anti-hesitation this is a real like, a celebration 
and and just the that first just the way he opened it up look this is dedication this is anti-hesitation there's no fear involved you know what i'm saying like you go around living your life in fear it's gonna stop you and prevent you from trying so many things that could have took you to the next level man so many things that could have got you to where you wanted to go or at least get you headed in that direction of where you want to go man he, you know he called himself the the tupac of his generation blue pill in the matrix the red rose in the gray pavement you know what i'm saying like come on man like and Tupac talked about that, being the rose in the pavement. Like, when, when nobody expects you to be nothing in your era, nobody expects you to, to make certain things because of your background, because of your, you know, socioeconomic status and all that stuff, and you're able to still flourish, it just goes to show that, that true power. And dedication trumps all that BS, man. Dedication trumps racism. Dedication trumps um, stereotypes. Like, in my mind, dedication can, can make all that stuff obsolete, man, because when you're really dedicated to that stuff, you're not going to let that be an obstacle to your, to your, um, your, you know, your greater purpose and your greater, uh, um, what should I call it, uh, destiny. Um, mm -hmm. And then the hook, the course is one of my, my favorite parts, man. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. The sum of all my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. He said, I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying dedication come on man the sum of all my sacrifice dedication hard work plus patience just let that sink in real quick dedication hard work plus patience the sum of all my sacrifice i'm done waiting and i'm honestly like that's exactly how i feel in life right now man i'm 24 i'm about to be 25 um by the end of the month and i'm at the point now where it's just like I know that over the last couple of years, I've really been applying myself and working as hard as I can to make some of my dreams come to reality. So it's like dedication, hard work, plus patience. I'm still being patient, um, but this is all like the things, are the sum of all my sacrifice, man. I'm done waiting. I'm ready to start reaping some of the, the benefits of what I put in. And, and like I said earlier, some of the benefits and some of the, the reward is just simply hearing people give me that love yeah. and saying they recognize what I've been doing. That's a part of, you know, my sacrifice, my sacrifice is doing certain things so I can get some recognition. So now I got people coming up to me. Hey Gary, we appreciate what you're doing, man. I actually pay attention to your videos. Boom. So all that dedication, hard work is, 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 is starting to pay out a little bit, man. And I'm going to go ahead and run into just a couple of uh, Kendrick's Kendrick's bars too, man, because he, he, he definitely dropped some, uh, some hard stuff on there too. Yeah, man. Kendrick went off. Yeah, he, did. he went Kendrick off, always man. Going, man. There's one bar. Oh, I'm going to look in here on a... Uh, the lyric genius or whatever there's one bar I really liked man one thing he was saying too is he sees I spent my whole life like staring at the stage I spent my whole life trying to make it trying to chase it the cycle of a black man divided trying to break it mm. and that's exactly how I feel in life man I'm tired of people telling me what it's supposed to be or what it's always been because um, I'm not gonna let certain things in the in the past dictate my future man like I, I can't let the, the, the mentality like the slave mentality wow. I can't let that be a part of, of who I am you know what I'm saying like I have yeah. to I have to go beyond that because if we keep living like that or thinking like that how are we ever gonna you know how are we ever gonna you know ascend that um and then there was another part that he really he said that I really like man hold up while you look for that I want to touch base on what you just said man it was funny I had a conversation with one of my clients in my chair right and he said I tell him you know by the time I'm 40 I'm 30 I'm really 31 in May by the time I'm 40 I'm trying to retire. You mm. know what this dude said? Mm. He laughed. I was like, well, I'm 53 and I ain't retired yet. And you know, the key word in that was I. That was saying you. It was you, <laughs> not me. You know what I'm saying? That was you. You know what I'm saying? So it goes back to saying, you know, you got to break that mentality, man. You got to be the first one to be 
you know, do set yourself different from the rest. Because if not, we're all gonna keep that same mentality. It's a cycle. Hey, man. It's a cycle. Exactly. Hey man, I I call that spam blocker. Come on. A lot of people they they like to project all those things they felt in their life, all their fears, all their insecurities. People love to share them with you, so you just gotta have that spam blocker when exactly. it comes to people throwing that negativity. Come on, Hunter, and and let me get back to the bar because I feel like I didn't even uh, give it the justice it deserved, man. When he was talking about, I spent my whole life trying to make it, trying to chase it. The cycle of a black man divided. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to break it. That's exactly a part of the For mission real. with the whole conscious campaign, man. And it's not even just a black man divided. It's man divided. Man, even if we I'm take out that black, um, it's man divided and trying to break that cycle of us living it and trying to get up on each other instead of bringing each other up. Because we can be so much crabs in a bucket, in a bucket yeah, climbing man. on each other to get out of it, man. Um, so that, that's exactly. And then right after that, he said, he said, you take a loss, shit, don't cry about it, just embrace it. Minor setback for a major comeback. That's my favorite. <laughs> Come on, man. You take a lot. We just talked about that. You right. take a lot. Don't cry about it. Just embrace it. Learn yeah, something. Learn, learn what not to do and then go on to the next, man. That's Kendrick. And that's 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 Nipsey Hustle featuring Kendrick. Uh, dedication off of the new album by Nipsey Hustle, man. Uh, Victory Lap. Y'all go ahead and check that out. The whole album is fire. If you work out or you do anything, you know, where you need some motivational music, uh, if you run in or something, play that. And I bet you you're going to hit. You're going to start running a little bit faster, man. You're not going to quit, man. Fire. All right, and last but not least, we got our guest. Go ahead and show him what you yes, got, sir. bro. All right, I'm going to give y'all uh, E-40, man. This is some of his oh, old oh. stuff. But my playlist is nuts, man. I got Erica Badu. I got Nip. You know, I got E-40. I, believe it, I even got some jazz and some throwback. You know what I'm saying? But Word. when I wake up in the morning, I need that motivational music. You know what I'm saying? To get me pumped for my day. So I got my guy E-40, man. Tell it like it is. Get hurt too easy. Yeah. Might as well wear a tampon. Might as 
will be a breeze. A closed mouth, don't get fed, and a lazy hustle, don't get bread. Pippin', I can't read mine. I don't know what's in your head. Everybody thinks they know it all. I wanna hear nobody speak. Shut the fuck up and listen sometime, even if you an OG. Me personally, I'm a grinder, can't let no grass grow under my feet. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a dream. A vision without a plan, it's just a hallucination. I got a lot of folks in the bin. Programming on for cake cake. I'ma give it to you straight. I ain't gonna give it to you late. I'ma tell your ass was real. I ain't gonna tell you nothing fake. That's where I'm gonna stop it. And in that, you know, I didn't get a chance to research like y'all, but it's just one of my favorites I like to listen, you know, because he said, what'd he say? Uh, lazy hustle, don't get bread, right? And he also says also, nothing uh, comes to a, a sleeper but a dream, right? So I'm gonna touch bases on that, you know. Like I said, I treat it like a business now, but in, in all sense, you're hustling, right? And People could sit here and talk about what they're gonna do all day long, man. But is it ever gonna uh, uh, come in effect? Not just by talking about it. No, right? You gotta put in action. You gotta put in that work. You gotta put in that fire, that desire, that that passion that we was talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I like to listen to 40. I like to listen to everybody else because, you know, they're hustling in different aspects of, you know, whatever it may be, but it all, at the end of the day, it kind of relates, right? So we're trying to get this paper. We're trying to get something so we could, not even about the paper, man. It's me. It's just want to leave something for my kids from when I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that way they don't have to work as hard. 100,000, man. 100,000. And the, you, you, hit, you hit on the bar, man. You said a closed mouth don't get fed and lazy hustle don't get bread. Right. Bruh, if that is not gold, I don't know what it is, Shoot man. Like shot, the, the, the closed mouth don't get fed, I've heard that since I was little and I... I I always been on my mind, but I never truly knew what it meant until I started doing it. Man. Until I started actually being like, "Hey, uh, could I do this? Or what about this?" Start start actually just throwing your ideas out there and asking for things that you want or things that you need. You'd be surprised what, what ends up coming back Man, to you. And then he said, "A vision without a plan is just a hallucination." Exactly. <laughs> a vision without a plan is just a hallucination. Hmm. So you just hit on it too. Talking about it. you can talk about it all you want. I got this vision. I'm about to do this. This is about to be dope. Two months. We about to do this. But if you're just talking about it, you ain't putting no action behind it. You hallucinating, bro. Yeah. You just wishing. Yeah. You just dreaming in your head, and that's it. Come that's on, it. man. Come on, man. And I know we touched on the currencies and such uh, in, in past episodes, but E40 is just another testament of hard work goes a long way. This man's been in the game for decades. For decades. Now think about that. Decades. I grew up listening like, to this yeah, dude. My mom as long as I've been alive, E40 has been in the rap game. Like yeah. <laughs> this man, Literally, 25. This man has been rapping, and not yeah. only rapping, but an icon and a legend. Like you know what I'm saying? People respect E40 from all parts of the game. Um, and he's always he's always been about sharing that knowledge and that and that wisdom. And not only that, he's one of the pioneers of going from rap to movies. Like so, he's been in, he's one of the first people to do that. So you know what I'm saying? Just think about that and embrace that message, man. But thank you, Keith, for joining us this episode. That brings bring the bar to a close. Yeah, yes. Go ahead and throw out your business information one more again for us. Again, man, Emperor's Barbershop. You could check us out on Facebook. You could check us out on Instagram. You can also check me out as Marquise Keys the Barber, Keys the Barber on Instagram or Facebook. Y'all go ahead and take a look at my work, man. I follow back. <laughs> Real talk. Let the work talk for itself. Yes, sir. And thank you for listening. If you listened to this entire episode, even if you just caught our clips, we appreciate you. Um, if you felt any part of the conversation, let us know. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know. But all in all, thank you. Peace and prosperity. Peace, y'all. Privy. <laughs>